0: Good Friday morning. Welcome in to the Fumbling Punter Show. Hope you're all having a good week, getting ready for a big Super Bowl weekend ahead. You all have to bear with me a little bit today. I've got a little bit of a cold going on here, so my voice may not sound up to normal, but uh, I'm like Michael Jordan in the NBA Finals. I am powering through. Gonna put out a good show today. Got a lot of good content. Got some Super Bowl prop betting. Coming up with Easy e David Eckman, here later on in the show. Talking of the Super Bowl, uh, you know, I think that uh, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, the Patriots are going to be focused. It's their seventh trip. Uh, Bill knows and Tom knows how to get all of their guys focused for the game. They're not going to get too starstruck. They've been there before. Uh, and, you know, I think that the Atlanta Falcons have a little bit of that same of the same focus with Dan Quinn. He was the defensive coordinator for the Seahawks whenever they won their Super Bowl and whenever they went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Patriots. So that is good to have leadership that has been there before. He can kind of Push the guys in the right direction. You know, None of their stars, uh, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Devontae Freeman, none of those guys have ever been to the Super Bowl before. But whenever you have good leadership pushing you in the right direction, you just hope that, those guys, that the spot won't be too big, all the distractions of the week leading up to the Super Bowl. I think when all said and done, we're going to get a really good game on Sunday. I think that the Falcons aren't going to get overwhelmed. And their talent is going to make it a heck of a good game with the New England Patriots. We will, like I said, be getting into prop bets here in a bit. Uh, moving on, I don't. Uh, I'm not here to advertise for other sports talk shows and blogs and other podcasts. But Barstool Sports had a hell of a week. They uh, they debuted their rundown Barstool Rundown on Comedy Central. Then they were banned from the Super Bowl by Roger Goodell and the NFL. Then Pat McAfee, the Colts former now punter, announced his retirement from the NFL that he is going to go work for Barstool Sports. And then PSI PTI rather PTI with Tony Kornheiser and Mike Wilbon destroy McAfee and Barstool Sports calling them just a blog, and they can't understand why a guy who could still play in the NFL would want to go chase his dreams. That is great publicity. That is a great week. I would I would die to have a week like that here for the Fumbling Punter. They, uh, anytime, they say haters pay the bills, and that's true, and PTI and Roger Goodell are definitely making Dave Portnoy a very happy man this week. Uh, You can't buy the type of publicity that those guys have had, and good for them. Uh, Moving on to Major League Baseball, uh, Carlos Martinez signed a five-year, $51 million extension, and there are two club options in there, so it could run to a seven-year contract. That was a record for a first-time arbitration-eligible player, but... $10.2 $10.2 million a year for a ace of your staff because uh, Carlos Martinez is going to be the Cardinals' ace for the duration of that contract. Uh, Reyes is looking good. Lance Lynn is good. Of course, Cardinal fans everywhere want to see Adam Wainwright get back to what he used to do. But Carlos Martinez is their ace last year, and you know, barring injury or any unforeseen meltdown, he will continue to lead that pitching staff. So, you're not going to go out on the free agent market and find a top-of-the-staff ace for $10 million a year. So good for the Cardinals getting that deal done, getting their best pitcher on lockdown here moving forward. Now, speaking of Major League Baseball, we a little fun announcement here. Coming up between now and baseball season, we're going to do a preview for every division in baseball on an individual podcast. Lucas Jones will be joining me for that, so that will be a lot of fun, and be sure to tune in if you like baseball. Uh, Be sure to share that, share the news, share the announcement. That's going to be a fun deal for us. We're going to get into everything from rosters to lineups to additions, subtractions from teams, farm systems. Lucas is really doing his homework, as am I, and we hope to make that a really fun podcast. Into some more NFL news, uh, Eric Berry told NFL Network that he will not be playing for a franchise tag this next year. That he doesn't feel doing it even though he wants to finish out his career in Kansas City. And I agree with that. That guy is the heart and soul of the Chiefs. Not only defense, their entire team. We all know the struggle that he went through with cancer to overcome to get back to football. And I think he's a real tone setter on defense and for that whole team as a leader. So the Chiefs Need to pony up, pay Eric Berry, make him a Chief for life. Everybody that is a Chiefs fan wants to see that. Now I'm going to move on to the St. Louis Blues. We uh, missed our podcast on Wednesday traveling back from St. Louis. Went to the Blues-Jets game. Had a lot of fun. Got to make some really good connections with some really good St. Louis Blues fans. It was a blast even though... The Blues ended up losing. It was Ken Hitchcock's last game before getting fired. I wrote a little ode to Ken Hitchcock on the Thursday punt. If you haven't seen that, go check it out at fumblingpunter.com. Writing was on the wall. I honestly thought that Doug Armstrong would give Ken Hitchcock through the end of the year to try to figure things out based on their relationship. But then last night, Mike Yao takes over, and the Blues roll the Leafs 5-1 to on Bob Plager Jersey retirement night. That was the best Blues game I've got to see in, it seems like, weeks, if not months. A uh, real fun game to watch. Reeves was trying to fight people. Jake Allen was stopping pucks, and the Blues were scoring, so that was a really good night for Blues fans. Uh, that that could have just been a wake-up call for the team that heads are rolling, And changes will be made, and I think that could have affected the whole team from Jake Allen all the way to the forwards, uh, put a little pep in their step, and it might have just been a needed change in voice. You hear the same voice say the same thing over and over every day, and you get to the point where to be productive again, you just need to hear a new voice. They are on the verge of the playoffs, so they need to stay hot at this point, and I really hope that we get to see that from the Blues, see them make another run into the Stanley Cup playoffs. Now, something I touched on as well in the Thursday punt that I'm going to talk about here is Mizzou basketball. They're reeling right now after losing 13 straight. They lost at Florida last night 93-54. That is uh, almost unthinkable as to where this team has come from to where they are right now. They've hit rock bottom, and, uh, you know, I like Kim Anderson. I think he's a really good guy. I think he's a stand-up guy, but I think that it's probably time to move on. They need to get ready to take this program in a new direction. They need to start vetting and looking at candidates, even though that may be a couple of months before anybody is able to leave their current job and take over at Mizzou, but they can start looking, start getting someone to get in there and get their own recruiting base. Uh, it's not as attractive of a job as it was when Mike Anderson left and Frank Haith took over. Recruiting is going to be tough. People don't want to come in and be the start to the rebuild, especially guys that are really talented that you would need to make it a quick rebuild. And I think if you hire a top mid-major coach, you know, someone like Greg Marshall from Wichita State or someone like Will Wade from West, not West Virginia, Virginia Commonwealth, I apologize. If you can't hire an established mid-major head coach at this point, then I think maybe your best option is to go to someone with some deep St. Louis connections because that's really where Mizzou basketball has failed over the years in not being able to recruit St. Louis. There are a lot of NBA-caliber guys coming out of St. Louis year in and year out, and Mizzou misses the bust on almost all of them. Here in the last few years alone, you've seen Bradley Bradley Beal from the Washington Wizards uh, a few years before that, David Lee's from St. Louis. Otto Porter Jr. is from Sykeston. Uh, ben McLemore, who went to Kansas and was, I believe the fifth overall pick of the Sacramento Kings a couple of years back, was another St. Louis kid that left. So I think getting someone maybe not as well known in the college ground, but that does have good connections to St. Louis High School basketball could be a really good positive step in the right direction for Missouri basketball and where they're at right now it's going to be a 3 to 5 year process at minimum and you know progress is going to look incremental i believe unless you know you hit the home run or hit a home run with some recruits that would normally not have gone to missouri But, you know, small steps like making the NIT, winning conference games. Making the NIT is not a small step for Mizzou basketball right now. Making the NIT is a pipe dream. So, obviously, you want to start winning some conference games. You want to compete better out of conference. You've got to start winning those games against small major schools. Uh, You know, there's no excuse to be an SEC Power 5 conference and be losing to the teams that Mizzou has lost to here in the past. Uh, Also, I think that progress at Mizzou will be slowing down transfers. That's been something that has plagued Kim Anderson the whole time he has been at Mizzou. Uh, He can't keep guys there. And if you're not recruiting the most talented basketball players coming out of high school then you need three to four years to develop those guys, get in, get some continuity and grow the team, and that's just something that Kim Anderson and the program have not been able to do these last few years. Uh, I would talk about that a little bit more on FumblingPunter.com as well. Now we have finally have our guest, Easy E, David Ekman, to get in here and get us some Super Bowl prop gambling picks. I'm going to read over some of these odds for the MVP, and these are this is. Per Bavada uh, is at plus 130, Ryan plus 210, Julio plus 900, Freeman and Blunt are both plus 1600 Edelman plus 2000, uh, Hogan uh, Dion Lewis are at 2500, Bennett is at 6600 and then a couple of sleepers I also had wrote down are Guskowski, Bryant and Malcolm Butler are all 100 to 1 so, Eggman, what are the, which one of those do you like?
1: Man, notoriously a quarterback's going to win the MVP of the Super Bowl. Um, I'm going against my gut here. I'm probably going to say it's Brady in hopes of I'd really like to see Brady win a Super Bowl and retire just because I'm tired of watching him play.
0: You know Brady's not retiring if he wins the Super Bowl, though.
1: I mean, I think he's going to pull take Manning. If he wins, I'd like to see him go out on top
0: oh yeah everybody would Patriots fan and non-patriots fans but I don't I think the desires still in his belly man but uh man hey, Brady's not
1: nine years old
0: yeah Br- Brady's not really paying people though at plus 130. I uh I I took Chris Hogan at 25 to one you know uh, we had just talked before we got on here about martellus Bennett talk a little bit more about that
1: man Bennett he's my sleeper you know Brady uh, he loves his tight ends. They ain't coming from Chicago, man. He, he catches passes across the middle. He gets in the end zone. A couple two and three touchdown games this year. I, I really think at plus 6,600, that's a good gamble. Oh, yeah. You're making a lot of money.
0: And, and what are you here for, to make people a lot of money, right?
1: That's, well, that's what I try to
0: do myself. Even though uh, St. Mary's, on a quick side note here, St. Mary's did have to rally late Saturday night to... Uh, Get, it, get us to 500 for the weekend, so...
1: Yeah, man, that that's <laughs> three games this weekend that both uh, missed the cut by a bucket. Okay. You know, both, both won on Moneyline, but Moneyline doesn't pay when you play the spread.
0: Oh, yeah. So, uh, okay, you like Tom Brady at plus 130, and then as kind of a long shot, Marty Bennett at 66-1. to 1. Yep. Uh, Let's get into some other... What other prop bets do you have going for us here?
1: Man, I'm taking me over at 59.5 simply because, you know, Atlanta's a team of the league. Uh, the Patriots are known for putting up points. And people go to the Super Bowl, they want to see a shootout, man. They don't want to go watch a boring, low-scoring game that's 10-7. Yeah, They're no. They're to see a lot of points, I think.
0: Yeah, but uh, it, even though the Falcons do have a high-flying offense, do you think that then Bill Belichick would be capable of putting up a game plan to stop them? He's got two weeks... I think that give Bill Belichick and Matt Patricia two weeks to game plan, and I think they could stop anybody.
1: I mean, Belichick, he's a smart dude, but at the same time, the Falcons aren't a one-dimensional team.
0: Yeah, that's you true. Know,
1: you, look at, you look at, you can go to Julio Jones, you can go to Freeman. You can get Freeman the ball out of the backfield, and he's great after the catch.
0: Yeah, Coleman, uh, Taylor uh, Gabriel, Taylor they've, Coleman, got a, they've got a lot of weapons, but uh, I still think... Uh, I'm, I'm taking the under on this one, 59-and-a-half. So, so we're, we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one.
1: We can agree to disagree. I mean, yeah. they got me. I will give it to the Patriots. They can stop the two-dimensional team. I mean, for, for instance, last weekend against the Steelers. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've got Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Granted, Le'Veon Bell got hurt.
0: But. Number one scoring uh, defense in the NFL this season. Sense. Let's uh let's talk about those series of prop bets you were telling me about before we uh, went live here.
1: Man, I've got I've got four prop bets that can roll simultaneously and potentially win at once. That's going to be the first score of the game is a touchdown. Let's say in minus one sixty five. Um, I really think the Patriots are going to score first, and I think they're going to score a touchdown. That's plus one eighty. I believe it's going to be a rushing touchdown, which pays, and then I think it's going to go to LeGarrette Blunt, man, at plus seven hundred. That's four bets in a row that. Potentially could pay you eight,
0: nine, nine. Oh, like times. Uh, I had wrote down in my notes before we got on here of Legarrett Blunt being the first touchdown. So, yeah, if you want to uh, parlay those up together, that's going to be a nice little payday.
1: Yeah, depending on where you play at. I know on Bovada, I don't believe you can parlay prop bet. Yeah. But five dimes or, or any other site may let you.
0: Yeah, yeah, which uh, – uh,
1: Speaking of blunt though, I also like him on the over of 57.5 rushing yards. I mean, I think he may
0: be pushing fifty at halftime. Yeah, yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a good prop bet to find there. Uh, you know, if the if the uh, Falcons are committed to stopping Hogan and you know, they'll they'll feed Legarrette Blunt all day in New England. You've seen him do it all year. Yeah, I mean, he's,
1: he's ground and pound man. He likes to run through people.
0: Yeah. So, uh, any more prop bets you got going, or are we going straight to the uh, straight to the spread here? No, I've,
1: I've got quite a few prop bets, man. I've also got uh, Devontae Freeman, fifty-four and a half total rushing yards. Man, I think they're cutting him short. I think he may be pushing a hundred by the end of the game. You yeah, know, he likes to get outside. He's quick. Um, he can run through people. If he gets in space, he's dangerous. He, he's liable to go for a forty-yard run himself.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. He can uh, he can break off one long run.
1: Um, looking at uh, receptions, though, they've got a. a ones that I think are pretty much free money. They're looking at Amandola, one and a half total receptions in the game. I think he's easily going to catch two.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, he may that's, not... That's free money. He may not catch ten balls, but two, yeah, that seems that seems like free money they're giving away right there. Uh,
1: they also have Martellus Bennett at three and a half receptions. And any check time across the middle, any anytime in the red zone, you know Brady's looking for a tight end. I think Bennett's going to catch four balls easy.
0: Yeah, yeah, I... I would say that that's a another free money scenario, and we love free money here at the fumbling punter.
1: Uh, a couple gambles though, I'm looking at: Julio Jones over under seven receptions. I think that might be pushing it. Um, I think he will have a hundred, uh, but I'm not sure he's gonna catch seven balls.
0: Yeah, you know I you would know, actually.
1: You know, Matt Patricia is gonna be single and on him. Going
0: to be yeah, I think that if the uh, if the Falcons are going to beat the Patriots, that they're not going to do it with Julio Jones going for 200 yards. I think they're going to have to mix those other guys, Coleman, Freeman, Taylor Gabriel, Muhammad. So, you not know, I wouldn't expect a monster game from Julio. Yeah. Uh, I was
1: looking at Devontae Freeman, three and a half reception. I don't know another running back in the league that likes to catch balls out of the backfield as much as Freeman. I mean, yeah. I think third and short – they're going to hit him on a swing route. Uh, you know, that dude can catch the ball and in an open space. He's dangerous.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that could be something the Falcons have built in against this Patriots defense this week.
1: Yeah, uh, sticking with receiving, um, total over-under receiving yards. I'm staying with Martellus Bennett, man. He He's my gamble this week. 37 and a half total yards. I think he will accomplish oh.
0: that in the first half alone. Man, yeah, that that's a pretty low number. Uh, you know, if you look at uh, all the best years Tom Brady's had, I think that they've all been with, uh, you know, at least Rob Gronkowski and Gronk and Hernandez. But with Gronk hurt and we all know Aaron Hernandez, gone for life, uh, that uh, Marty Bennett could should be set up to have a pretty big game. So, yeah, thirty. what would you say it was, 37? 37. Thirty-seven and a half. Yeah. Okay, I, I
1: think that's, that's another free money.
0: Yeah, I don't think he's going to have 100 receiving yards, but 40? I mean, I, I feel confident in that.
1: Yeah, any time in the red zone, that's Brady's go-to target. Yeah. So there, I mean, he could easily get 40. Uh, they've got Julio Jones at 95 and a half. Uh, I don't think if Julio Jones doesn't go for 100 yards, the Falcons don't have a chance to win.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, they, they're they're going to have to find a way to get him involved, and I think Shanahan is, is going to make that work. Uh, he's lucky he found his playbook for this week. You know, after <laughs> at the press conference.
0: Oh yeah, that'll but, be the big scandal post Super Bowl this year.
1: But I think uh, I think at ninety five and a half yards, that's that's the game right there. Julio yeah. Jones goes under hundred. I
0: don't think. So. Yeah, if if, uh, if he goes under that, then uh, the under on fifty nine and a half is definitely hitting for me.
1: Yeah, I'll be losing some money on that one. Uh, the other. The other gamble that I always like to take on the Super Bowl is the the heads tails the coin toss. Uh, this year I'm taking tails.
0: Tails never fails, man. It
1: was uh, last year. It was tails last year, and it was heads the year the year before. I really think this year Atlanta's going to call tails, and I think they're going to defer. Patriots are going to get the ball, and then we're going to roll with that Patriots score and the touchdown, rushing touchdown, and blunt getting the first touchdown in the
0: game. So it all it all starts with tails. Making all that money is going to start right there. So as yeah, soon as you, as soon as we see tails and the Falcons win the coin toss, just get ready to go buy a new boat, folks. I'm hoping for it. <laughs> but all right, let's uh, let's hit that against the spread number. They've got New England minus three. What do you feel about that?
1: Man, I'm, I'm talking between this because against the Steelers you know a wise man I'm not going to call you a wise man but a guy I know the <laughs> once told me never bet against Tom Brady and I did that against the Steelers and it burned me he uh he made me look stupid off that but I'd like to take Atlanta on even money at plus three um if it's going to be a game I think it's going to be close I think in a shoot Atlanta has a better odds they have a higher powered offense yeah um don't get me wrong, like you told me, never bet against Tom Brady. Inside, I really want to bet against Tom Brady. Yeah. Just because I want to see him lose. <laughs> he, is, he is the poster boy diva of the NFL. Oh. And I'm not a fan of that. He, he, th- tell me he's treated differently than any other quarterback in the league.
0: I'm going to have to edit all this out later on. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Tom, Tom Brady is a diva. The officials, Roger Goodell, everybody treats him differently.
0: Okay. But I'm I'm gonna get us back on topic here because you went on my boy Tom Brady. But uh, I don't I, I hate the line of three. If it was three and a half, I would be on Atlanta because I think that this game could be within a field goal. But uh, at three, man, I just I got I got to stick with New England at three. I mean, you know, worst case scenario, it is a field goal game and it's a push, so nobody loses any money. But uh, yeah. So so, where's your money at? Not where your heart's at. Where's your money at on this against the spread? My money against the spread, uh, going against my I'm gonna say New England. Yeah,
1: minus three. So and, uh, I mean, just another superstitious thing. Uh, New England to be in white. They're the away team this week.
0: I and read something about this.
1: The last sixteen seasons, the white these, has went fifteen and one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of, uh,
1: statistics don't lie.
0: That's kind of incredible.
1: I mean, it blows my mind, really.
0: Yeah, but, uh. I mean,
1: I don't know, that has nothing to do with the physical aspect of the game, but
0: Yeah, just ridiculous stat. Just kind of one of those weird outliers. Well, Eggman, Easy e thanks for joining us. You've been making everybody money for a couple of weeks now, so it's good we're finally able to get you on here and talk directly to people. You're 12-6 uh, and six after last week's rough showing. Still winning, you know, 66% of the time. So, still getting I'll people paid. Uh, you know, if you guys want to stay tuned to Fumbling Punter's Twitter account, I'm sure that come Saturday morning we're going to shoot you guys some college basketball against the spread picks for the weekend. That's really where Ekman's been cashing those checks here lately. So, E, thanks yeah, for... We'll have some good basketball top 25 games tomorrow.
1: Uh, there's one top 25, or one game today, not top 25, that I'm looking at. I'll shoot you the text on that later when that spread comes out and let you know if it's worth putting money on or not.
0: Absolutely. Well, thanks for joining us, man.
1: All right, man. No problem. Take care. Good.
0: As we were finishing up with Easy, e there, I just got an update on my phone that the Blues are open to a sign and trade for Kevin Shattenkirk and the Rangers and Bruins have, quote, kicked the tires. This is via Pierre Lebrun from Bleacher Report. And uh, so the chips may start falling there. Thanks to David Ekman EZE for joining us for our Super Bowl prop bet gambling special. We are trying to get everybody paid. And thank you all for listening. Have a good weekend. I'm sure that we'll put out some good content. And if not, we will see you back here for the Monday podcast. This has been the Fumbling Punter Show, and I'm your host, Devin Keeney. Have a good weekend.